Hey, what's going on, family? Welcome to another episode of The Finance Bro. We have real conversations with real people about money. Today, I have my boy Black on here. Uh, we known for having great conversations. Um, it's going to be great having him on the show. You know, radio host uh, at one point. He definitely can can hold a good conversation. And uh, he has a lot of great information I know is going to eventually get passed through this show that we all can learn from. So before we get too far in the conversation, Black, please introduce yourself, my brother. What's going on, people? Uh E, my man, um, glad to be on the show and the smoker, um, big fan, of course. And, you know, I've been watching your work for a while and I'm real happy to be here. Um, it's good to take the regular conversations that we always have and just record it. There's so many times we've talked and rocked out and we said, man, if we could have recorded this, yeah. you know, the way yeah. it just flows. Um, <laughs> a little bit about me. My real name's Eric, Eric Blackwell. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Black Buys Houses, and that is who I am. Um, I buy houses. Um, my background, yeah. like he said, radio. Um, and we'll get into the details later, but radio, club DJ, um, it's serial entrepreneur. I can't help it. Um, getting a nine to five just makes my skin crawl. Um, I feel a little nauseous right now just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, club DJ, club promoter, um, and then I went on to, you know, owning several clubs. And at the end of the day, it was all to get into real estate. That was the whole point. Mm. And we here now. Hey, we in here. So to start the conversation off, so <clears throat> for the listeners, the other day, actually, it was, I think it was last night, yesterday, uh, yeah. I get, I see that I'm getting pictures from uh black right here and i'm like what's what's he sending me and it's a picture of some quesadillas and some cheesesteaks and you know we a couple what is about a week or so ago we spoke about how um just finding ways to to cut money and without having to cut i guess access to the things you're getting so like you know if you want quesadillas well normally would you go to taco bell or one of the mexican places and you might not be as satisfied with it or you spend a lot more money, but through through making these meals on your own, now you you can ensure that it's going to be good because you cook just as just like I do. Uh, but also yep. you get more bang for your buck, right? And you might spend $15 on some quesadillas in one spot, but $15, you might have a couple meals off of that. It's very different. So I to start the conversation off, what led to you getting there? And let's just go from there. Honestly, what led to me getting there was you. To be honest with you, um, and a little bit of background. I'm, you know, we're both former military, obviously. Um, right. I don't think I even mentioned that, but yeah, um, four years military, honorable discharge, the whole nine. Um, I, I'm 39. E, you're like 30. 20, yeah, 30. Yeah. Um, I, th I thought you were like 29, 30. Um, but I'm 39. I learn things from you every time we talk. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, the first thing is being open-minded enough to learn from anybody and don't say, oh, I'm older than him. I can't learn nothing, man. Mm -hmm. You said something, I think it was, whew, had it been like three months ago. Now you said, if I don't, if you said, if I'm hungry and I go in the freezer and there's nothing there, then I messed up. And I guess I just ain't eating today. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, because the, the amount of discipline it takes to to have to you know hold yourself accountable at that kind of level and I, and it resonated with me and I just started refusing to go out to eat I started yeah. refusing to and I started going going for you know going for groceries and if I had an urge to eat something specific I started looking up copycat recipes mm -hmm. on that specific thing so last night um it wasn't even a quesadilla it was a crunch wrap supreme my son likes crunch wrap supremes from Taco Bell that's Ooh. what he wanted to eat so I made Crunchwrap Supreme's Taco Bell copycat recipe and slapped, okay? Slapped. And the amount of money I spent versus how much it would have cost um, to buy that, I think I made like four of them mm -hmm. for the price of what it would have been at Taco Bell, you know? So, and, and like you said, you know what's in it um, and you save an extreme amount of money. That's the big thing too, because you, I remember you remember back in the day, everybody was talking about, oh, Taco Bell using like prison grade beef and all of this stuff. And it's like, we show Dog concern meat. for it, but we, <laughs> but we still eating it. And it's like, well, why right. don't you just, why don't we just go make it? Like, at least if we right. go to, now granted, not saying that everything that comes from the grocery store is top notch either, especially in America, right. but you know, 
it's you got more control over what's going into that product than you do when it's in the kitchen in the back of a Taco Bell. That's um, right. You know, you're not getting something that's been s- sitting on the line all day because that's that was part of my issue. That's really one of my biggest issues with going to eat or going out to eat, and is that I have a hard time going to spend money out to eat and risking the fact that I might not be satisfied with what I spent that money on because then my mind directly goes to now I sit down, I eat this meal and I spent $35 and I'm not, it's just, it's terrible. Now what I have nothing to show for. I didn't get, I'm not, didn't enjoy my meal. I'm down $35. What is the point where I could have took that $35 to the grocery store and then we could have, we could have made something really shake. Yeah, absolutely. But, But, um, you know, along with that, what, what, what other ways? Cause, cause it all ties down at the end of the day to managing your money and having direction and the discipline, right? Like the, the thing you were mentioning, I forgot, I could, I forgot about that conversation, but for the, for the listeners, basically what that conversation entailed was I got to the point where I had to hold myself accountable to the small things. And what that means is it's easy to not prep your food or have something prepared. You go, you know, you got work the next day, you know, you're doing stuff the next day. And then what do you typically do? Oh, I don't have food. Now I'm going to eat out three times a day. I'm going I'm to go and I'm going to go buy this stuff that I don't need because I failed to plan. Well, that's a dangerous, that's a slippery slope, right? So in order to address that, what I had to do was hold myself accountable. And I guess this wouldn't work for everyone, but for those of you who are dedicated enough, uh, when I failed to plan, I would feel pain, right? And everybody knows the 12 P's, you know, t- piss poor preparation promotes piss poor performance, piss poor yeah. performance promotes pain, right? So with that being said, if I failed to plan, well, then my my pain was starvation until I got home and was able to cook something for the day. So if I didn't want to be hungry throughout the day, I had to be better with my time and plan to provide those meals for myself so that when I was hungry, I could eat. But what I wasn't going to allow myself to do was you know, coddle myself through spending extra money that didn't need to be spent because I didn't have the discipline to plan ahead of time. You know, it's crazy. Last week, your episode, um, uh, the gen- I forgot his name, your man up there. Monte. Um, Monte. Shout out to Monte. I don't know you, but I know you. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> he made something, you know, he made a good point, especially as a father. Um, it's, it's, he, he made mention of you wake up in the morning and um, Apple took your money. Mm. overnight while you're asleep and um what resonated with me with that is it's the little things so you look at your you know you look at your funds that you make available to yourself hopefully because i know i hide half my money where i can't even touch it i don't factor it in um like that don't exist but what you do make available to yourself you look at it and when, when it's not where you thought it was quickly you're like, what did I buy? And you're mm-hmm. you're expecting to see like, you know, a 85 inch TV. Like I didn't even get anything. I haven't even been shopping. Like what is going on? And it's, it's those little things, those mm-hmm. little subscriptions, that little, you know, trip to Taco Bell for lunch. Um, you went to Pizza Hut for dinner. In the morning, you went to McDonald's for breakfast. And it's that little $10, $20, $15, $11, um, eleven ninety nine subscription for I think your man was talking about stars and he ain't yeah. watched BMF and yep. those things and they're not dumb they know that you only subscribe for this show but by the time the season's over you're gonna forget to turn it off mm-hmm. and they're gonna keep getting you and next mm-hmm. thing you know it's been a year that you've been paying eleven ninety nine do the math on that and then look at how many different things are charging you. And then look at the little amounts of lack of discipline you had mm-hmm. buying this little thing, that little thing, you know, um, that stuff adds up. And so that kind of goes back to answering the original question mm-hmm. of how did I get to that point of, you know, doing a lot more cooking, a lot more saving, um, having accountability. It's it's that little stuff that adds up, you know, 20 bucks mm-hmm. times, was it five? <laughs> That's a hundred bucks, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And that it so it's it's funny you you bring up like the 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 subscriptions and things because one of the as a company commander, one of the things I used to sit down with the Marines and talk to them about 
was the those small purchases and how they add up over time. Right? They'd be like, oh, you know, I'm just going to the MCX and I, I might I only spend like six dollars a day. Well, how much of that money is that over a month? How much money is that over a year? What about the times that you spend more than six dollars? Right? There's so much more that adds into it, and they look at it in the day, but don't don't assess it over time. Right? Like if I continue to to nurture this this habit over time, what is it going to cost me? And yep. Like you, you know, you said you sat down and you did an audit for your finding, which I always tell everyone. Step one, you have to audit yourself. Like you can't figure out where you need to go if you don't know where you are currently. And one of the biggest things besides eating out, right? Because that's one of those things you just swipe, swipe and forget. And it's so much easier to do now. Like you, we had Amazon and you have everybody, their spending went from physically going to stores. To, oh, now it's even easier for me to spend money. I can click a button on Amazon and I have a box here every other day. And now with eating out, I don't feel like cooking. Well, now you got to Cause normally back in the day, you mean you, well, if you still hungry, you still got to drive to the restaurant or drive to the store. Now, hey, I'm I'm gonna pay that forty five dollars for a burger, you know. And it's like when you think about it, it's like, bro, Five Guys, friends. If anybody listening to this has ever ordered food on DoorDash from Five Guys, you know how expensive it can get. And it's like, bro, why am I? Why are you paying forty dollars for a <laughs> burger and some fries? just because you didn't feel like going to get it. And that's one of the things I, st- I tried to do too this year is say, if I wanted, say there is something like, ah, maybe I want some checkers or something. The easy, the easy route is pressing the DoorDash button, right? But like, how bad do I really want it? If I really want it, I'm gonna go get in that car and drive to to the, the place I want to eat and go get it. But the problem is, well, nah, I don't feel like driving. Well, then you don't really want it. What's in the, what's in the pantry? What's in the freezer? What's in the what's in the refrigerator? You better figure it out because you don't we don't have time to get there. But like also, it becomes much easier to address these situations when you have a purpose for your money. Like you, you have a purpose for your money. You you're buying properties, you're doing your entrepreneur, you know that your money has value. And the only way to grow that value is to put it into things that can continue to pay you on the back end. Whereas the average consumer is just spending money on things that they won't even have to show for it in the next month. You know, you ask, hey, you I see you spend a thousand dollars, you know, had nothing to do with how you, you know, your living expenses or your car, credit card. Like, where where did this money go? Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, I, you you got to get some control there. You know, and there, mm-hmm. I, I feel like a lot of people sit around and wait for, you know, somebody to come knock at their door like, hey, uh, did you look at your finances this month? And it's like, oh, you know what? I didn't. Can we sit down and do that? And it, it's not going to happen, right? They have some, everyone has to decide or find a reason for themselves to take better care of their money. Because at the end of the day, we're all trading our precious time, which we'll never get back to earn that money. But if we care so much about our time that we don't allow people to waste it, why do we allow ourselves to waste it as well? And they're just handing it away. That's the crazy part. You're just handing your money away for things that have no value. I think me and you touch on that word all the time. That's yeah. a big word for me. Yeah. Value. It's not about the cost of something. It's not about the price. People act like they don't have any money when they do. Everybody has money. Nobody's mm-hmm. actually, not nobody, but some people are actually broke. But yeah. a lot of people that think they're broke are not actually as broke as they think they are. Mm-hmm. It's about value. So when you look at value, the higher the value goes, then the lower the cost goes. Mm. Prime example, how long is somebody going to stand in line? It, it, the same people that don't want to open that light bill and want to put it off till next week. Mm-hmm. Me and you talked about this the other day. Mm-hmm putting it off. Ah, I'm going to do those dishes in the morning. People that put things off, you put it off because it doesn't have value to you. Mm. You put the light bill off because to you, it's not value. But yet, you'll pay an extra $20 to skip the line and go in the club. <laughs> yeah. Value. Um, why does the same, let's go back to clubs. You know, I'm a big club person from back in the day. Clubs, I witnessed the most belligerent examples of what people consider valuable Mm. in the club. Just sitting back and observing people and their behavior, the behavior that you can observe in the clubs. I'm a people watcher. Mm -hmm. The exact same place that people (laughs) either A, want to go or B, don't even like. 
they'll pay absorbent amounts of money to get into depending on what's going on there. If something major is going on there, now they want to be there. Now mm -hmm. they're begging to get in after they just got done dogging the place on Facebook or Snap or whatever. Oh, Big Boogie's going to be there. Oh, now it has value. You just you just said you hate this place last week. Yeah. But now you're calling every favor you got and who do you know it's working inside? Value. <laughs> it's value. What makes a man that doesn't have much money walk in a club full of dancers? Because mm -hmm. I, I know this show is for everyone, so we're going to call mm -hmm. them dancers entertainers mm -hmm. what makes a man go in there that doesn't have much money and throw it in the air throw fistfuls of money that they don't really have to spend pride and, ego. and throw it in the air pride and ego why because they want people to see them a certain way mm -hmm. that is value to them and everyone has different different values everyone has different things that are valuable to them for me my kids eating is valuable Mm. so i'm not making it rain ever <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm not throwing i am not throwing money period like i'm not doing it but for some people it's valuable because it brings attention from the opposite sex or anything for them no, that's, that's value yeah and and so i say all that to say this what you decide to value is going to determine what you're willing to pay for something because if it means enough to you don't flip the tag over and see how much it costs. You look at it and say, I want that. Mm -hmm. And therefore I will do anything for it. So you have the power to determine what is valuable to you. Mm. You know, so part of that takes sitting back and actually doing some thinking, which we both, we've had many conversations about the fact that many people don't. So People just get upset with me because I'd be like, the average person doesn't think, right? And they'd be like, well, everybody thinks. And I was like, okay, let me, let me make this a little clear. Yes, people don't think through things, right? They might think about what's going on. Like, oh, this, these things are happening, right? But no one ever dives a little deeper into the problem to figure out why, right? Like, oh, man, I keep, I keep going in the red every month. Ah, you know, I, it is what it is as opposed to the person where I keep going in the red every month and it's like, oh, where I have six subscriptions that I haven't used this whole year. Let me get rid of those. Like, oh, every time I go out with such and such, I spend money that I don't need to spend. Like maybe I should remove myself from that situation. Maybe we should have a conversation and say, hey, look, here's where I'm trying to go. But that brings up a whole nother thing is that people don't know where they're trying to go. They don't know, they don't know what they're trying to do. So my question, so here's a question. When <clears throat> I was talking with Trust one day, and I was like, Hey, I was, you know, I was, I had, it was a day after I'd been doing, you know, at night, you know, I think we all kind of got the same move at night. We kind of like think through and, you know, write through thoughts and try to break down thoughts. And one of the things that I realized was that at least from my experience with clients, right. Is clients and like conversations that I've had throughout people here is I think many people keep themselves in unfortunate financial circumstances because they're trying to escape something and their escape, the means that they use to provide that escape for themselves typically cost them a lot financially. You know, like I want to escape the household because I'm not happy here where well, you, you go to the club, you do those things, right? You take expensive vacations you shouldn't be doing, you know, like you're, you're, you're going out to these different places and doing these different things that you shouldn't necessarily be doing, which ultimately creates a situation where the true situation, which is you being unstable financially, which is the real issue, instead of addressing it, the things that you try to use to circumvent the situation that you're in just puts you deeper into that hole that you're, you're already trying to escape. What, what are your thoughts on that? Mm. Well, it's all about the seeds we sow. Mm -hmm. And if you're sowing those kind of seeds, like you just said, it's putting you deeper and it, it, you're going to pay for it later. Um, I do think though, I, I don't, I don't blame anybody that's doing those kind of things mm -hmm. unless they know better 
and I and I'll take it to I'll take it to our community for a minute. I feel like a lot of it is education. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do those kind of things, and they're, and they're sowing these seeds through their actions. You know, taking the expensive vacation you shouldn't have to try to escape, mm-hmm. um, and then paying for it for for the next years sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. um, but it's a, it's a matter of education, and if you don't know any better you would do things like that. Mm-hmm. I've done it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to act like I haven't done it. Oh, I we all absolutely, have. I absolutely have mm-hmm. done it. Um, and a lot more recent than I care to admit, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, I'm don't, I'm on this show. It's a privilege to be here, but don't for a minute think that I've got it all figured out. Cause I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I've still make dumb mistakes that I'm like, why did I do that? That was so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but it but it is education it, it's a lot of education especially coming from where we come from you know i didn't know any better i didn't know <clears throat> you know former military people an allotment i'm like what i'm gonna have to pay for this now that's what's up and now when my paycheck is ten dollars but my <laughs> but my car is stomping though <laughs> can't put any gas in it but i got the biggest system on base hey i got the know? parking lot lit Parking lot's lit. I can't drive anywhere, <laughs> but my parking the parking lot's lit. Um, you know, it, it's it's lessons and and it's learning. And if you don't know, then the sooner you wake up, the better. And that's why you know people, good people like you, are out here teaching people. You know, um, yeah, putting out that good content <laughs> for people to understand. But to me, that that's the answer. It's it's education financial literacy period mm. and, and just making good decisions and then real quick because i don't want to go on a tangent you know i can do that um <laughs> but uh especially about stuff like this i could get on a tangent but the the main thing is your self-identity mm. actually that's what it comes down to um are you the kind of per like what do you identify as what kind of person are you mm. to yourself you can lie to everybody else but who are you to yourself I am the kind of person that makes my bed when I get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. I am the kind of person that doesn't leave dishes overnight for the next day. Mm-hmm. I am the kind of person that doesn't lie. I'm the kind of person that doesn't cheat on my woman. I I am a real estate investor. I am an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I am a great father. What you identify yourself as, I am financially responsible. Mm-hmm. That's who you'll be. And I think a lot of the people don't identify as these responsible people. And that's why they do careless things. You know, so two things in response to that. Um, one, I think awareness ties into what you were saying as well. Um, I think being unaware is extremely, can be extremely dangerous to an individual as, as well as to those that they associate with. Because if there's a, it's bad enough for, for you to lead yourself and be unaware of your surroundings and your circumstances, what's going on. It's even worse when there's a collection of people that are unaware together, because now you're making bigger, more drastic decisions as a unit, because no one's aware of what's actually going on. Um, And then the other, the other piece too, is, you know, when it comes to making decisions right in the education piece I think people need to like it starts with doing kind of use of that self-evaluation and I think the one of the biggest things that that need to be done is one of the conversations conversations like these and people need to hear them because one I think especially in our community when I, I think I know within our community it's kind of taboo to speak about money in the first place right but if I if I'm consistently in these groups, I can go point to a group and be like, hey, how many times y'all, y'all are like a best friend group? Y'all together every week, right? How many times do y'all discuss personal finance, investing, like what you want to do to further yourselves? Typically the answer is zero, right? And it's like, how do you and like encourage people to start having these conversations to get around these things? Because most times, at least from my experience, especially being here in Jacksonville, right? Getting out of the military was a very eye-opening because for one, I had to grow 
But through that, as I started meeting people in the normal civilian populace, I realized that as they met me, they started to be able to identify the the holes in their plan, the holes in their network, the holes in their friend group, the holes in their education. And it wasn't like I was coming through and like, being like, oh, you messed up. But it's just, they saw how I carried myself. They see the things that I put value in. They see the things that I don't put value in. They see the things that I'm not willing to budge on. And they're like, wow, what makes him do that? And it's okay. Hey, can you tell me more? And through conversation now they're like, wow, I want to do that too. And I think, you know, most people sit around waiting for someone to come give them the answer. But like for me, I, as a man, I, I know one thing I know for certain, ain't nobody coming to save me, right? So I have to do the work myself, right? <laughs> and through me doing the work myself, I can be the one to change things. I could be the one to motivate someone to see it, look at a picture differently. Because if I didn't take the effort to see the other side of the picture, who else was going to do it? Now we all going to be sitting here looking. I can't leave, you know, my, I, I guess as a man, I refuse to leave the outcome of my life to someone else when I know that I can be in control and do what I need to do every day to get it where it needs to be. Absolutely. Yeah, you can't, we've, we've touched on this before as well. As a man, nobody's coming to save you nah. at all. And as an alpha male, Hmm. I don't want nobody to come save me. No. Nah. Period. I don't want it. Like I'll no thanks. I'll pass. Um, but you you can't you can't sit around waiting for something to some miracle to fall out of the sky. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to take control of your situation. You just have you have to, you have no choice. And um it, 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 like we always say, accountability. Mm-hmm. Do not not sitting around blaming everybody else for why this didn't work out, that didn't work out. Um, and your circle, you 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 made a you made a strong point there about who surrounds you mm-hmm. and what kind of conversations are your is your peer group having. You could think you're gonna make it further by being the smartest person in the room. Mm-mm. You're not. Mm-mm. You're not. My my pop said iron sharpens iron, and he's not lying. Mm-hmm. It's conversation. That's why I'll just call you out of nowhere, mm-hmm. you know, around right after the gym. Cause I know, I know what time we both get busy. So I say, <laughs> okay, this is my window. I'm gonna call him. And I simply don't have the time to talk to people anymore and just shoot the, you know what? Yeah. I don't, I don't have time for that. I don't have time to shoot the breeze with you. I can kick it with you. If somewhere in our conversation is going to be something about, you know, the future. And that, that's not to say we don't have good time because we do. We have a good time. It's not that we don't get lit because we do. But, you know, most of our conversations need to be sharpening one another, you know, talking about personal finance and the future and mm-hmm. what kind of moves we're making this year and accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I first met you, you were one of the only people to check back in with me and ask, hey, when's your course come out Mm. what's the date and then you followed up like hey that course drops today right and i remember Mm -hmm. when i told you the date you said give me a minute i'm gonna write that down like this man's writing down the date on my release like what (laughs) like that's the kind of friends i need you know yeah which is categorically different than the friends i'm used to having that i hear from every friday around nine o'clock 10 o'clock yo how's the club looking what's up bro i got all these brothers and cousins friday through sunday you know what i mean but nobody's checking on when my course drops yeah um you know that that's it's your circle your circle is massively impactful when it comes to assessing your circle do you think that step one is to kind of so I have my thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts though for the for the for the peoples. Um when it comes to getting yourself in a better position, do you think the first step before you can address getting around a good circle is kind of pulling yourself back and to kind of figure out where you are, what's going on, you know, uh 
taking those things, you know, you got a journal, journaling things out. Why is this this way? Why am I doing this? Why? Because what do I want? What do I desire? Because I think if you try to jump from one to the other, you know, it's not going to be helpful. But the other thing too, and there's a common misconception is that, oh, well, if I have friends that, oh, we're talking about, you know, investing and all this stuff, we can't have fun. Like I, that's completely wrong. Like it, it, at my house, we'll go from listening to ESTG to sitting here with a whiteboard talking about how we're going to, how we're going to build this business up to X amount of dollars within a year, you know? And it's like, that's the true power of a friendship. You can, you can, you can discuss the things that are bothering you. You can talk about how you want to grow because the, everyone's going to hold you accountable. You know, you're going to have the support. You know that, Oh, I have this course coming out and I'm doing this and I don't know what's going on. And they're going to be like, okay, cool. Well, what do we need to do? All right. This is a date. I'm going to make sure you're getting that done. How can I help? You know? And it's like, for some reason, there's this this negative uh, depiction of positive friend groups to where like everyone's nerd sitting around. And it's like, oh man, like, uh, are you? I'm up. Oh, I'm only up eight percent on my investments this year. Like, what else? And now you're just sitting around, just staring at each other when it's not the case. Like you, right? The, the most effective <laughs> friend group is one that you can flow between different topics, and then we'll go. We'll we'll sit. My friend, we have book clubs. Like we'll sit down. We'll break a book down. We'll come back, we'll talk about it, and then we'll do all these other things. We party, we everything. But all I know, we can do this because we all know that our number one priority is continued growth, growth financially, growth mentally, growth spiritually, growth growth uh, with relationships. All of these things are the number one priority. So none of us are going to put each other in a situation that takes away from the first priority, which is to grow, to be able to protect and provide as men, to be able to provide a solid, you know, safe place for people to go. Um Sorry, I went on a tangent. I want to hit that real quick before I forgot. But I, know, I love it. I love how, it. <laughs> and at least how, it's not just me. This time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But how much, how much, how important do you think it is for, for someone to sit back and take that alone time to themselves and, and separate themselves from the group that may not necessarily be the group that they need to, to move themselves forward in life? life? It, it's paramount. It is paramount. Um, and this is coming from somebody that, and you notice I had one foot in one group and what one foot in the wrong group at the same time, mm -hmm. trying to do a balancing act, you know, um, Ooh, talk about playing. that. Let's talk about that. Whew, man. I got one, you know, I had one, one circle pulling me one direction, but I knew I belong over here in this direction. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, who, who I was that day not, you know, it's not fake. I'm, I'm a little bit of everything, but mm -hmm. who I was that day, what hat I had to wear that day, depending on who I'm around mm. at that moment, you know? Um, and it brought out certain things. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, you need to be very aware of how certain people make you, what version of yourself do certain people bring out of you? Do they bring out your intellectual talent do they bring out um do they bring out the criminal in you mm. you know that lives deep down inside do they bring out the creative person in you do they bring out the angry in you you know do they do they do you do you guys end up beating people up every time you hang around them you know <laughs> do you end up in a fight every time they're around um do, do they make you sad because they're always so negative mm, do they encourage your dreams or are they sucking your dreams dry under the guise of, man, I'm just looking out for you, just trying to keep it, keep it a hundred and all this nonsense. Like, yeah. or are they really just, just really speaking negative about every single thing you do or every single thing you want to do? People, mm. your closest friends, if they're the wrong ones, will suck the dreams right out of you, Ooh. you know? But mm. at the end of the day, you, um, you don't see it coming because you, because they love you. They really do love you. Mm -hmm. They could be your mom. You know, don't underestimate that. Your parents <laughs> may have only got but so far. And now because you're taking that 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 gut, them guts, that bravery mm -hmm. to step out there and try something, you know, whether you want to be a TikTok star, whatever, whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. Your parents don't get that. So they yeah. might be like, 
why aren't you going to college? Yeah, this is ridiculous. We, you this know, is going. crazy. <laughs> and you know, it's and you're never gonna look at it like, oh, my mom's a hater. You're not gonna say that. Because yeah. your mom's not a hater. She's trying to help you, but she doesn't get it. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that maybe you need to not talk about that subject with her. Mm -hmm. At some point, you might need to not talk about that with her because mm -hmm. she don't get it. You might just got to show her because at the end, they're going to be proud of you regardless. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's another thing. Like your circle is your circle. I don't care if it's your mom, your sister, your cousins, friends, people you work with. Your circle is your circle. But um, to answer the original question, your self-awareness got to be right first. Mm. You have to step back, take some time alone, not be afraid to be alone. That I could go on and on about that alone, but that, yeah, don't be scared to be by yourself. Enjoy mm -hmm. your own company. Mm -hmm. Take yourself on a date. Go get dinner by yourself. Go to the movies by yourself. Sit in the house by yourself. Meditate, journal, get to know you again. That way you figure out what kind of circle I need to be around. Yeah, you know, that that it's like the the awakening, you know, the awakening of of oneself is critical. Um, but in order to do that, you have to you have to allow that peace and quiet to get in there. You can't you're never gonna allow yourself the 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 ability to be able to figure out where you are and where you need to go if you don't give yourself that that quiet place to really dive into who you are like you you can't be worried about what so and so did last night and who did what with where and when they went and why they did that has nothing to do with you like too many times right. we wake we're so concerned with that when there's a million problems right here and under this roof that we need to take care of why are you worried about what they doing you know like and you you got to sit down back and prioritize because you have to, I'm a firm believer that you have to be your own biggest advocate. And that, that can be showing someone how to do that. Like for me, I'm a, I'm a, so one of my favorite poems is called Sermons We Seek. And, you know, it talks about, I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. Like I'm, I, if you don't tell me you do it, let me see you do it. And so that's how I like to be like, people are going to see, there's plenty of people out here who have seen me do the things that I talk about. And they're like, oh, it wasn't, half of them, they didn't, they don't like being around me because of the things I said. They like it because, oh, he actually stepped in the way that he talks about. And they're like, wow, I can, I can do that too. Right. And it's, it, but it can be on such a bigger level, right? Like going, going and partying in clubs, it isn't bad, but it can be if you were the wrong people, you know, like we talk about all the time. Like I know you in Wilmington, you said there's this one place, like, the uh the bar right and it's oh cool i'm willing to go there why not because i necessarily just want to be in the club but because there there's opportunity to meet people who can you can network with and build with and you might run into shake some hands with somebody that can really take you somewhere you need to go and like why would i want to go to a place where it's nothing but nonsense when i can go to a place like that and and come out of there yeah i might have been in there maybe spent a i might have spent some money on a drink to have a conversation with somebody but it was very different than going and because I want to look cool in front of everybody. I just went and bought two bottles and a table in a spot that I don't even care about <laughs> You know, around people that I don't care about. It makes no sense. Value. 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 Like the, it's the people. That's, that's the place. That's value to somebody. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, so that, that's, that's difficult. And you know, so being, being a, a parent, which I haven't, I'm not a parent, you know, and I, I don't have to want, you know, God willing one day I will. But, you know, that I know for, for those of you and the listeners and who do have children, that also changes things financially. Because for me, a lot of my stuff is planned financially for myself, but I am building and planning and structuring things for when that day does come. I'm not reactive. I'm being proactive right now so that I'm ready for it. Um, what, what are some things that you think would help? You know, whether it's a young parent, somebody like me who may not have them yet when it comes to planning for things financially when you do have uh, children, because things change. Like I now I walk, I tell people because uh, my mom, she always be asking about grandkids and stuff every now and then. I'm like, Ma, leave me alone. But 
typically once a month and it's kind of funny but once a month i'll typically just walk down like the the baby aisle and whatever store i'm in just to see how expensive stuff is and oh my god mm. like diapers and stuff bro it's, it's crazy how expensive that stuff is formula oh and i'm like oh my god that's a that's a whole that changes the game real quick all of that that extra cash flow you had at one point that's going to be rededicated to that real quick because the baby clearly takes priority so how do you recommend someone that still wants to grow but maybe also wants to start a family like how do you how do you balance that um balancing the 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 are you just to clarify the question are you asking how to balance the the balance between your the time you're so spending with your no uh balancing the the money that you know so like for me right like i mean, I have a specific amount of money maybe i put towards growth in each, each month like monetarily um because i don't have to spend that money on anything else but now when you have a child clearly part of that money is now going to be rededicated to making sure they have okay. what they need so balancing you, the finances how do you balance the finances between still continuing to try to push the vision forward but also making sure that you're taking care of things at home very very accurately that is how you that's how you balance it you have to <laughs> like there is no room to play around anymore mm. when when like you cannot you can't be close to the edge mm. ever you can't be close to the edge you have to be prepared because kids you can walk up the baby aisle as many times as you want and tally it all up you will never experience how expensive kids are yeah. until you have them. So it's good to do what you're doing and do that math. Go ahead and like times it by four <laughs> because it just, Sheesh. it just evaporates. You know, the money just, mm. just evaporates. And especially if you're somebody like me and my kids, my kids' moms, they laugh at me. Because they're like, you're such a pushover. You're right. I am. I am. I'm a, I'm a strict <laughs> parent and I'm going to keep my kids out of harm's way, but I'm going to make sure that they live a good life that they mm. deserve. Um, I ask one thing of them. You guys give me your best efforts mm. and stay out of trouble and I'll give you anything, pretty much anything within reason. So if you're like me, it gets very expensive. <laughs> I mean, like real expensive and um, you just got to be, you got to tighten your belt, honestly. And um, it's those little, that little stuff that we talked about at the beginning of this conversation, that those little subscriptions, that little, mm -hmm. those little amounts, all of that stuff, those little amounts are what you're going to want. <laughs> when your kids start getting real, real costly mm. out of nowhere. And got got like God forbid something tragic happens that you mm. have to come out of pocket for, you know? You have mm. to be it's preparation. Preparation is everything. Um, I mean, I just shared with you recently what I did with yeah, a couple moves. Mm -hmm. My kids, I can literally say that as of last week. Every last one of my kids has more money in their bank accounts than most grown people I know. Mm. And they can't even, they can't touch it till they're 18 at all. But when I tell you they are good, like they're super good. They're good to the point where I almost died in November, literally almost died. The surgeon looked at me and said, you might not make it off the table after the mm. surgery. And I, I expected to be so paranoid. Mm -hmm. I expected to feel so like, oh my God. And I was strangely very calm. Mm. The first thing I thought of is everything I've done financially. Mm -hmm. Literally, I'm like, okay, that's straight. That's taken care of. That's good. Like the worst thing you want is for you to die and your kids look in your account and they're like, what was dad doing? Like yeah. what? Yeah. What is this? What is this? You know, um, and I know and I know people I know people that their parents have passed away and the kid can't even mourn them because they're kind of 
kind of mad at their dead dad. Yeah. For not at what they business. did not do. Mm-hmm. You know, so on the way back to getting rolled into uh uh what do you call it, anesthesia, wherever they put you to sleep, I was yeah. I was calm. I was calm and I was like, they're good, everything's good. I handled that, that's straight, they're good over there. The moms are good. Like I was, I was cool. Yeah. And I promise you that 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 is a priceless feeling. Mm. You want that. You want that feeling. And I didn't even expect to have that feeling actually, but you want that feeling. So how do you balance it? Prepare Mm. at all times, prepare before you have kids, prepare after you have kids every day, prepare, be ready at all times, you know, all don't ever, you can't live, you can't afford to live close to the edge when people are counting on you that cannot fend for themselves and they're relying on just you yeah yeah so with the would you say that during that time your focus monetarily goes more towards addressing needs and less towards wants right because i'm assuming like when you're when it's just you you can you can start paying for wants you know but it's I guess when you start having to keep like now those want you, I guess there's two options. You either find ways to make more money to continue to have what you want or all the wants, you know, you start cutting away wants to provide the needs for the children as well as yourself because at the end of, but I guess that's why it's so important to start getting structured or to structure yourself financially to sit down and figure out, all right, what are my bills? Which ones are wants, which ones are needs, right? Which ones can I live without? Which ones can I live without? Oh, well, I'm paying, you know, this, this yearly, there's monthly membership to this place, but I can do the same thing at home if necessary. Right? Like, all right, well, maybe I need to cut that. These are, but you already have those things identified. I think that's part of the problem is there's no organizational structure to people's personal finances. So they don't even know what category things fall in for themselves. Like, they, hey, I have all these expenses, but it realistically, what is this? Do I need this or do I want it? Really sitting down and having that realistic conversation with yourself. And if you can't, hold, you know, count on yourself to be objective of the situation, then finding someone you trust to sit down with you and be like, hey, look, here's my expenses. Here's how I broke them down. I feel like I need all of these things. What do you think? And it's like, well, you don't really need stars. Um, you don't really need Netflix, right? You don't, you don't need all of the, a lot of these things that are there. Like right now you're driving a vehicle with a $900 payment. Like I get it. It might make you feel good. You need a new car, you know, like all of these different things. And it's like, ah, oh, but the car makes me feel good when it doesn't matter. And like, first off, even without the kids, I think that's a terrible decision. Like you should be, that money could be going somewhere else. But um, I, it's one of the things I talk with all the time. Actually today at the, at the board, I was just talking to um two people in the, in the meeting I was at today, the, um, at the training and I was telling them cause they were, uh, you know, we we're talking about some different things. And I was like, uh, how are you structured? And you're like, ah, you know, I never really had to worry about it before. And like, I, now they're, they're un- feeling uneasy. Um, a lot of anxiety because their situ- their lifestyle situations have changed, which, it, which has caused them to where once they kind of got to be lackadaisical. Now life got real, real fast. And it's like, dang, I should have been paying attention to this, you know? And it's like, yeah, but we here now. So what are we going to do? We either going to think right. about what you should have did, or are you going to do what you need to do now? Which how, how have you seen that with people like even yourself? Well, you probably like, you about to say something. What you about to say? Oh, no, I was oh. going to, I was going to answer your question about, uh, go ahead. Um, you know, the wants and needs with the kids, just real, real, basically um, you do have to separate that mm-hmm. wants and needs. Um, with kids, it's a little bit more, it's a little harder to determine which is which. It's just mm-hmm. a little harder because kids, their wants, some of them are needs mm-hmm. because you want your kids happy. Yeah. You don't, you don't want miserable kids, you know? We have no problem being grown men and putting our nose to the ground and disciplining and not having no fun mm-hmm. for the next three months to get done what we need to get done. And then we'll have a blast after that. But we're, you know, we're grown men. That's different. Mm -hmm. Kids, they need fun. 
-hmm. So it's a little, it's, it is a balancing act. So Mm -hmm. the way I make it pretty, it's easy for in my house because I teach my kids gratitude. Mm. Like I hammer it, gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. We're going to be grateful for this. So when I do say, no, we're not going to do this. We're going to do that. You know, if my daughter wants Bojangles, which she loves Bojangles. <laughs> I'm going to, she likes, she likes the uh, three piece snack pack, oh. which it's, it's not even that it's uh, by the time it's said and done, it's like eight bucks. Right. But I've taught her gratitude for the um, Tyson's bag of um, Southern style tenders. I think they're called. Listen, mm. these things slap. You understand Air what I'm fryer? saying? They're, yes. Or in, or in the oven. Man, those things are good. So, so I've taught her gratitude. So, okay, today we're not going to go to Bojangles. We're going to go to Food Line and we're going to get this bag, the family size. And I show her the gratitude. I show her to be grateful for. One, we still have food. Mm-hmm. Two, I'm showing her the value of we don't have to leave every day to go to Bojangles. Mm. You can get the taste of Bojangles anytime you want and eat as many of these tenders as you want. Yeah. Bojangles snack pack has three whole bag. There's 20 in here. How many you want? <laughs> However many you can eat That's the whole real, bag. Though. I don't care. Eat the whole bag. But now we're grateful. So like, I didn't tell you, mm. no, I'm showing you how to be grateful for we have this many mm-hmm. so now i can use bojangles as a treat instead of a mm. need so now it's like oh look at this report card you know what let's go to bojangles now it's my idea yeah. and now i've just rewarded you instead so now you know what i mean that that's mm-hmm. kind of how i i don't know if that answered the question but no, that's, that's how that's dope though like i i'm a i'm a i'm adding that to my toolbox i like that because it's funny you say it, we think a lot alike so at one point, so when COVID first hit, you know, everything's kind of in shambles. Everything's closed. You can't go into places. Like I, I was on ordering food heavy, right? It was just, it just was the nature of the beast. But after a while, you know, sitting back, you know, sitting, all right, let's just see where I'm at right now. Like, oh, 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 what's going on here? Like, I got to make a change. Like right now, this ain't me. So what I did was I took note of all the places I normally ordered from. And I was like, hmm, okay, well, what do I normally get from these places? And I did kind of the same thing, like checkers. Okay, the chicken sandwich, you get the, the chicken uh, patties, right? I, I like, uh, you know, burgers say I, from certain places. Cool, well, I'm going to get my own burger stuff. And what happened was, you know, say I like Chick-fil-A. Well, in Sam's Club, they sell the big thing of nuggets that taste just like it. And they have the waffle fries. All these. So now, if I want Chick-fil-A, instead of going to DoorDash, I go to the freezer open up the you know the air fryer and boom i pop it in there i got chick-fil-a in 15 minutes and i that's that's a a lot of meals that i'm getting out of that as opposed to once again where chick-fil-a you know and chick-fil-a just so you know i got beef with you because i don't like how y'all piecemeal your meals together i can't order a full meal on doordash so i don't i refuse to order from you on doordash just so you know that but um, i refuse to doordash Nah, in fact, it's the only, like, so I deleted the app and everything, it's done. Like, I, it just, yeah. because, but what I realized was, wow, like, I'm getting the same, I'm I'm scratching the itch, right? Especially because they sell the Chick-fil-A sauces in the store now. So I get the whole the Chick-fil-A taste and I don't, and I, but it's just the creativity and the want to. I get, you know, if I want to make a, a checkers chicken sandwich, I get a chicken sandwich patty, you know, I put the shredded lettuce on there, everything, just like they do. And yep. Next thing you know, boom, I had a chicken sandwich. And it's like, oh, wow, this works. So now 